0: Hello everyone, it's Brian from Today Is. Welcome back to Chapter A Day Bible Reading. We're in 8 ESV version. Let's get started. The Flood Subsides. But God remembered Noah and all the beasts and all the livestock that were with him in the ark. And God made a wind blow over the earth, and the water subsided. The fountains of the deep and the windows of the heavens were closed. The rain from the heavens was restrained and the waters receded from the earth continually. At the end of a hundred and fifty days, the waters had abated. And in the seventh month, on the seventeenth day of the month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. And the waters continued to abate until the tenth month. In the tenth month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains were seen. At the end of the forty days, Noah opened the window of the ark that he had made and sent forth a raven, it went to and fro, until the waters were dried up from the earth. Then he sent forth a dove from him, to see if the waters had subsided from the face of the ground. But the dove found no place to set her foot, and she returned to him to the ark, for the waters were still on the face of the whole earth. So he put out his hand, and took her, and brought her into the ark with him. He waited another seven days, and again he sent forth the dove out of the ark. And the dove came back to him in the evening, and behold, in her mouth was a freshly plucked olive leaf. So no one knew that the waters had subsided from the earth. Then he waited another seven days and sent forth the dove, and she did not return to him any more. In the six hundred and first year, in the first months, the first day of the months, The waters were dried from off the earth. And Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked, and behold, the face of the ground was dry. In the second month, on the twenty-seventh day of the month, the earth had dried out. Then God said to Noah, Go out from the ark, you and your wife, and your sons and your sons' wives with you. Bring out with you every living thing that is with you of all flesh, birds and animals, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth that they may swarm on the earth, and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. So Noah went out, and his sons, and his wife, and his sons' wives with him. Every beast, every creeping thing, and every bird, everything that moves on the earth, went out by families from the ark. God's Covenant with Noah Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and took some of every clean animal, and some of every clean bird, and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And when the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma, the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground because of man, for the intentions of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I ever again strike down every living creature as I have done. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, shall not cease. All right, everyone, that's the end of Genesis chapter 8. I hope you come back with us for Genesis chapter 9. Have a good day. Hello, everyone. It's Brian from Today Is. Welcome back to Chapter A Day Bible Reading. We're on Genesis chapter 9, ESV version, talking about our friend Noah here. Let's get started. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth, And for you, lifeblood, I will require a reckoning. From every beast I will require it, and from man. From his fellow man I will require a reckoning for the life of man. Whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. For God made man in his own image. And you, be fruitful and multiply. Increase greatly on the earth and multiply in it. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, When the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant that I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. Noah's Descendants The sons of Noah who went forth from the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham was the father... Nope. Ham was the father... Of Canaan. These three were the sons of Noah, and from these the people of the whole earth were dispersed. Noah began to be a man of the soil, and he planted a vineyard. He drank of the wine and became drunk and lay uncovered in his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. Then Shem and Japheth took a garment, laid it on both their shoulders, and walked backward and covered the nakedness of their father. Their faces were turned backward, and they did not see their father's nakedness. When Noah awoke from his wine, and knew what his youngest son had done to him, he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants shall be his to his brothers. No, a servant of his servants shall he be to his brothers. He also said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem, and let Canaan be his servant. May God enlarge Japheth, and let him dwell in the tents of Shem, and let Canaan be his servant. After the flood, Noah lived 350 years. All the days of Noah were 950 years, and he died. All right, everyone, that's the end of the chapter. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. Hello, everyone. It's Brian from Today Is. Welcome back to Chapter A Day Bible Reading. We're on Genesis chapter 10, ESV version. We're going to be talking about the nations that descended from Noah. So there's going to be a lot of names that I mispronounce. Forgive me. It's okay. We're going to read through it anyways and get the best we can out of it. All right, you guys ready? Let's begin. These are the generations of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Sons were born to them after the flood. The sons of Japheth. Gomer, Magog, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Meshesh, and Tiris, the sons of Gomer, Ashkenaz, Ripath, Kogramar, the sons of Javan, Osha, Tarshish, Kittim, and Dadanan. From these, the coastline peoples spread in their lands, each with his own language, by their clans, in their nations. The sons of Ham, Cush, Egypt, Put, and Canaan. The sons of Cush, Seba, Hivilia, Sabta, Rama, and Sabdekah. The sons of Rama, Sheba, and Dedan. Cush fathered Nimrod. He was the first on the earth to be a mighty man. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Therefore, it is said, like Nimrod, a mighty hunter before the Lord. The beginning of his kingdom was Babel, Erech, Akkad, and Kalna, in the land of Shinar. From the land he went into Assyria and built Nineveh, Rehobothar, Calah, and Resen between Nineveh and Calah, that is, the great city. Egypt fathered Ludman, Enamim, Lahabim, to him, Pathruzim him, from whom the Philistines came, and Kaphtorim. Canaan fathered Sidon, his firstborn, and Heath, and the Jebusites, the Amorites, the Girgashites, the Hivites, the Arkites, and the Sinites, the Avradites, the Zamorites, and the Hamathites. Afterward, the clans of the Canaanites dispersed, and the territory of the Canaanites extended from Sidon in the direction of Gerar as far as Gaza, and in the direction of Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, Zeboim, as far as Lasha. These are the sons of Ham, by their clans, their languages, their lands, and their nations. To Shem also, the father of all the children of Eber, the elder brother of Japheth, Children were born. The sons of Shem, Alam, Ashur, Arpashad, Lud, and Aram. The sons of Aram, Uz, Ho, Gether, and Mash. Arpashad fathered Shelah, and Shelah fathered Eber. To Eber were born two sons. The names of the one was Peleg, for in his days the earth was divided, and his brother's name was Joktan. Joktan fathered Alamadad, Shelephef, Hazamarevs, Jira, Hadaram, Uzla, Dikla, Obal, Abamel, Sheba, Ophir, Havilah, and Jobab. All these were the sons of Joktan. The territory in which they live extended from Mesha in the directions of Shafar to the hill country of the east. These are the sons of Shem, by their clans, their languages, their lands, and their nations. These are the clans of the sons of Noah, according to their genealogies and their nations, and from these nations spread abroad on the earth after the flood. Oops, actually it says, and from these the nations spread abroad on the earth after the flood. My apologies. All right, that's the end of Genesis chapter 10. Feel free to look up most of those names and see how they're correctly pronounced. But, have a great day. Hello again, everyone. It's Brian from Today Is. Welcome back to Chapter A Day Bible Reading. We're on Genesis Chapter 11, ESV Version, about to talk about the Tower of Babel and all the interesting stuff that happened there. So, let's get started. Now, the whole earth had one language and the same words. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of man had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they have all one language, and this is the only and whoops, and this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us go down there and confuse their language, so that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from there, over the face of all the earth. And they left off building the city. Therefore, its name was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the languages of all the earth. And from there, the Lord dispersed them over the face of all the earth. Shem's Descendants These are the generations of Shem. When Shem was a hundred years old, he fathered Arprashad, two years after the flood. And Shem lived after he fathered a proper shad 500 years and had other sons and daughters. When our brother Shad had lived 35 years, he fathered Sheila. And our Shad lived after he fathered Sheila 403 years and had other sons and daughters. When Sheila had lived 30 years, he fathered Eber. And Eber and Oops, no <laughs> And Sheila lived after he fathered Eber. 403 years and had other sons and daughters. When Eber had lived 34 years, he fathered Peleg. And Eber lived after he fathered Peleg 430 years and had other sons and daughters. When Peleg had lived 30 years, he fathered Ryu. And Peleg lived after he fathered Ryu 209 years and had other sons and daughters. When Ryu had lived 32 years, he fathered Sarug. And Riu lived, after he fathered Sarug, 207 years, and had other sons and daughters. When Sarug had lived 30 years, he fathered Nahor. And Sarug lived, after he fathered Nahor, 200 years, and had other sons and daughters. When Nahor had lived 29 years, he fathered Tira, And Nahor lived, after he fathered Tira 119 years, and had other sons and daughters. When Terah had lived, he fathered Abram, Nahor, and Haran. Terah's descendants. Now these are the generations of Terah. Terah fathered Abram, Nahor, and Haran, and Haran fathered Lot. Haran died in the presence of his father Terah in the land of his kindred in Ur of the Chaldeans, and Abram and Nahor took wives. The names of Abraham's wife was Sarai and the name of Nahor's wife was Milcah, the daughter of Haran, the father of Milcah, and Ishka. Now Sarai was barren, she had no child. Terah took Abram, his son, and Lot, the son of Haran, his grandson, and Sarai, his daughter-in-law, his son, Abram's wife. And they went forth together from Ur of the Chaldeans to go into the land of Canaan. But when they came to Haran, They settled there. The days of Tira were 205 years, and Tira died in Haran. All right, everyone. That's the end of Genesis chapter 11, ESV version. Thank you guys for listening. Hope to hear from you again soon. Take care. Hello, everyone. It's Brian from Today Is. Welcome back to Chapter A Day Bible Reading. We're on Genesis chapter 12, ESV version. We're about to hear the call of Abram. Let's get started. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make you, nope, and I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was seventy-five years old when he departed from Haran. And Abram took Sarai his wife, and Lot his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people that they had acquired in Haran. And they set out to go to the land of Canaan. When they came to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem, to the oak of Morah. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offsprings, I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord, who had appeared to him. From there, he moved to the hill country on the east of Bethel, and pitched his tent, with Bethel on the west and I on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord, and called upon the name of the Lord, And Abram journeyed on, still going through Negev, Abram and Sarai in Egypt. Now there was a famine in the land, so Abram went down to Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was severe in the land. When he was about to enter Egypt, he said to Sarai his wife, I know that you are a woman beautiful in appearance. And when the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife, then they will kill me but they will let you live. Say you are my sister, that it may go well with me because of you and that my life may be spared for your sake. When Abram entered Egypt, the Egyptians saw that the woman was very beautiful. And when the princes of Pharaoh saw her, they praised her to Pharaoh. And the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house and for her sake, he dealt with Abram. And he had sheep, oxen, male donkeys, male servants, female servants, female donkeys, and camels. But the Lord afflicted Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abram's wife. So Pharaoh so Pharaoh called Abram and said, What is this you have done to me? Why did you tell me that she was your wife? Nope. Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister, so that I took her for my wife? Now then, here is your wife. Take her and go. And Pharaoh gave men orders concerning him, and they sent him away with his wife and all that he had. All right, everyone, that's the end of Genesis chapter 12. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a good day. Take care. Hello, everyone. It's Brian from Today Is. Welcome back to Chapter A Day Bible Reading. We're on Genesis chapter 13, ESV version. Let's get started. So Abram went up from Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had, and Lot with him, into the Negeb. Now Abram was very rich in livestock, in silver and in gold. And he journeyed on from the Negev, as far as Bethel, to the place where his tent had been at the beginning, between Bethel and I, to the place where he had made an altar at the first. And there Abram called upon the name of the Lord. And Lot, who went with Abram, also had flocks and herds and tents, so that the land could not support both of them dwelling together. For their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. At that time the Canaanites and the Perizzites were dwelling in the land. Then Abram said to Lot, Let there be no strife between you and me, and between your herdsmen and my herdsmen, for we are kinsmen. Is not the whole land before you? Separate yourself from me. If you take the left hand, then I will go to the right. If you take the right hand, then I will go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes and saw that the Jordan Valley was well watered everywhere like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt in the direction of Zoar, This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. So Lot chose for himself all the Jordan Valley, and Lot journeyed east. Thus they separated from each other. Abram settled in the land of Canaan, while Lot settled among the cities of the valley and moved his tent as far as Sodom. Now the men of Sodom were wicked, great sinners against the Lord. The Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, Lift your eyes up and look from the place where you are northward and southward, and eastward and westward. For all the land that you see, I will give to you and your offspring, forever. I will make your offspring as the dust of the earth, so that if one can count the dust of the earth, your offspring also can be counted. Arise, walk through the length and the breadth of the land, for I will give it to you. So Abram moved his tent, and came and settled by the oaks of Mer, which are at Hebron. And there he built an altar to the Lord. All right, everyone, that's the end of Genesis chapter 13. Thank you for listening. You have a good day. Hello, everyone. It's Brian from Today Is. Welcome back to Chapter A Day Bible Reading. Hopefully the sound isn't too bad. I'm in my car and it's raining right now, but we're going to do the best we can with what we have. We're on Genesis chapter 14, ESV version. Let's get started. In the days of the ephemeral king of Shinar, Arioch, king of Elisar, Tadolamer, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of Goim, these kings made war with Bera, king of Sodom, Bersha, king of Gomorrah, Shinab, king of Adma, Shemember, king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is, Zoar. And all these joined forces in the valley of Siddim, that is, the Salt Sea. Twelve years they had served Chedolomer, but in the thirteenth year they rebelled. In the fourteenth year, Chedolomer and the kings who were with him came and defeated the Raphim in Astaroth-Kernaim, the Zuim in Ham, the Emim in sheveth Kerathaim, and the Horites in the hill country of Seir, as far as El-Paran, on the border of the wilderness. Then they turned back and came to in Misfat, that is Kadesh, and defeated all the country of the Amalekites, and also the Amorites who are dwelling in Hazan Tamar. Then the king of Sodom, the King of Gomorrah, the King of Admah, the King of Zeboim, and the King of Bela, that is Zoar, went out and they joined battle in the valley of Siddim, with Chidolimur, King of Alam, Tidal, King of Goim, Amphral, king of Shinar, and Arioch, king of Elisar, four kings against five. Now the valley of Siddim was full of bitumen pits, and as the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, some fell into them, and the rest fled to the hill country. So the enemy took all the possessions of Sodom and Gomorrah, and all their provisions, and went their way. They also took Lot, the son of Abram's brother, who was dwelling in Sodom, and his possessions, and went their way. Then one who had escaped came and told Abram, the Hebrew, who was living by the oaks of Mamre, the Amorite, brother of Eshcol and of Anir. These were allies of Abram. When Abram heard that his kinsmen had been taken captive, he he led forth his trained men, born in his house, 318 of them, and went in pursuit as far as Dan. He divided his forces against them by night, he and his servants, and defeated them, and pursued them to Hobab, no, to Hobah, maybe, north of Damascus. Then he brought back all the possessions, and also brought back his kinsmen, Lot, with his possessions, and the women and the people. After his return from defeat of Chedilomer, and the kings who were with him, the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Sheveb, that is, the king's valley, and... Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God Most High. And he blessed him and said, Blessed by Abram, by God Most High, possession of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abram gave him a tenth of everything, and the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the persons, but take the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted my hand to the Lord the God most high, possessor of heaven and earth, that I would not take a thread or a sandal strap or anything that is yours, lest you should say so. I have made Abram rich. I will take nothing but what the young men have eaten and the share of the men who went with me. Let Anir, Ashkal, Mamre take their share. All right, that's the end of Genesis chapter 14. A lot of difficult names there. This is why it's important to have your Bible with you. So when I mess up, you can at least read it and work it out for yourselves. But I appreciate you struggling with me there. You guys take care. Have a good day.